This is Radiate, the podcast that celebrates life and shines a light on life-restoring stories of organ, tissue, and eye donors, recipients, and information you need to know about donation. Welcome back to Episode 9 of Radiate. I'm Audrey Coleman, your host. Thank you for joining us. Today, our show once again has a bit of a holiday theme, and we couldn't think of anyone who could better define the mix of emotions that we often experience during the holidays than today's guests. So please welcome back our very good friend of this podcast, Paul Owen. And you might remember from Paul's appearance on episode one of Radiate, you might remember that Paul and his wife Becky are the parents of Melissa Owen, who became an organ and tissue donor. We're also very happy to have with us Yolanda Harshaw, who was the recipient of Melissa's heart. This all happened just a few years ago at Christmas time. Hello, you two. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. So thank you both for speaking with us today. Thank you. Great to be here. Great to see Yolanda. It is great. It's great to see both of you. Hey, Paul, let's start with you. Um, can, can you just tell tell our listeners a little about Melissa and the events that led to her becoming a donor? Melissa uh, was a 38-year-old single mom. She had our grandson, Wesley who at that time was a second semester senior over at Catholic High. And she actually went to the DMV when she was 16, just like so many of us do, and signed up to be a donor. Mm. We didn't know it at the time, but we did find out later. And just as most of us, we all just kind of forget it. Uh, until it might be needed. And sure enough, on that Christmas Eve, that um, it was needed. That was needed. So so tell us what, what happened on that day. Uh, Becky and I were at Christmas Eve Eve service up at church. And Becky's in the choir. And I was at that time the children's minister. And we were preparing for that service, uh, a service that we always scheduled two days before Christmas for families that were going out of town. And on Christmas Eve, and uh, we got a call. And that call was from Melissa's um, man friend at the time, who said that he had unfortunately just found her um, at her house, unconscious, and he was getting an ambulance to get her over to UAMS. And both of us in separate cars um, from separate places in the church, rushed to the hospital and um, were with Melissa at that point on Christmas Eve Eve. So at that time, I'm sure your thoughts were, you know, the doctors will take care of her and she'll recover. Is that is that probably what you were thinking at that time when you first arrived at the hospital? Well, it was exactly what we were thinking that, you know, it was just something had happened. It was not going to be a serious situation. Mm -hmm. But Melissa had had a brain aneurysm, a stroke and a brain aneurysm. And at that point, and as I've mentioned before, because as children's minister, I had just been with a family who had gone through the same exact thing with their father. Mm -hmm. 
uh, two weeks earlier, the words that the emergency room doctor were speaking were very, um, I was so aware of what mm-hmm. he was saying. Mm-hmm. Exact same words I heard before. And so I had a feeling that uh, we were not heading to what we hoped. But I kept that to myself pretty much. And, um, you know, we had that hope. So when when you realized, when the doctor said to you that she had suffered a, a non-survivable event, um, when did you find out that she was a registered? Was it at that time that you found out that she had registered to become a donor? Or had you learned that some years earlier? Well, we had probably learned it earlier when we had talked about it just casually. But at that point, uh, the next morning, or or really about 2 o'clock in the morning the next day, is when the representatives from Aurora did approach us. Mm -hmm. had gone home for just a bit. um, And I was there with our son, Jeffrey. And the Aurora representatives came out and told us, that she was a donor and under absolutely no pressure were explaining to us the procedure that that could and would probably occur with Melissa. So at that time, you you did not then have to actually make the decision. Melissa had already made her choice. Is that correct? And how wonderful, how wonderful that is that at that point, we did not have to make any decision. It was made. Yeah, and that's a really important point that I, that I help our, our listeners hear, because one of the things that we say um, to everyone is, yes, it is important to register to become a donor. Clearly, we, we would prefer that people register than not. But even if you haven't registered, if you, but you think you'd like to do that, let your family know that so at least your family knows that that's what you're considering. And if you have registered, still let your family know that. It, it, can, be, it can make the difference between you know, a, a devastating situation that is just completely unbearable and a devastating situation in which you know that you have some control. So we, we really encourage people to, to, re- to let their families know that they are registered. And what you just described for us is a perfect example of why that's important. Yolanda, could you tell us about Christmas Eve and Christmas Day in 2014? Well, um, Christmas Eve, me and my mother, we were at the um, eye doctor at appointment. And um, I got a call from, um, I forgot what her name was, but I got a call that they said it was going to put me on the transplant list. Mm-hmm. And then they told me to, um, you know, stay by the phone and um, and everything just in case, you know, anything comes up. And so they're going to put them on the list. And then I asked her, I said, well, how long, you know, you think it'll take? And she's like, well, you just never know. She said, sometimes it'd be months. She said, for some people, it's years. Mm-hmm. So um, Christmas Day came the next day. And we all opened our presents up and we ate and stuff. And so everybody, you know. I was just sitting around and everything, and I got a phone call, and I was like, I noticed it was from Baptist. I was like, well, maybe they're calling, you know, to say Merry Christmas or mm-hmm. something. And so I answered the phone, and the lady called, and she was like, well, are you ready? I'm like, am I ready for what? She's like, well, uh, we found you a heart. 
I'm like, well, it hasn't really, you know, been quite 24 hours yet. I was like, are you sure? And That's she was amazing. like, yeah, she's like, you got 30 minutes to get, you know, get your family and everything all situated and get here in 30 minutes. So I got it. That's an incredible story. We got our stuff together and then we went on down to Baptist. Wow. that That is truly amazing that... <laughs> essentially the day that you're placed on the waiting list almost essentially the same day you you get a call that you that an organ is available for you that that must have been the um christmas miracle that you probably will never forget and never expect it yeah it was i never forget it it was just amazing just a blessing so yolanda how did you find out um who your donor was well it took me like a couple of years to finally write a letter and i wrote a letter and um i received a letter back that they wanted to meet me mm-hmm. so um we met up at arroyo and i remember when i first walked in and i was like i was so nervous <laughs> and then i seen uh miss beck and she got me the just uh the most the best hug ever and i, was I remember amazing and i met jeffrey their son and mr paul was there and my family was there and it was just i mean it was just the beginning the start of a new family so so tell me about that i know that um i've heard heard paul say many times that you guys have an actual relationship now that that you guys are are like family tell tell me about that and paul please um, chime in as, as well what is it like having this a new family for, for both sides. You both are, are getting new family members. Uh, it's a blessing. I love them. And we went to the um, Rose Bowl Parade mm-hmm. a few years ago, and we all went together. And it was my first time flying. And uh, Miss Becky, you know, she just gave me encouraging words. And I just I just love them. They're just like mom and dad, you know, a second mom and dad to me. And I'm very blessed to be able to have um, to met them. And they're part of our family. That's fantastic. And and Paul, what about you? Um, how has that been having these new family members? You know, Yolanda um, says she was nervous at that, <laughs> at that point, and she wrote the first letter, and I'm so very thankful. Both of us are so thankful. She wrote a beautiful letter. Mm-hmm. We immediately responded to that, and then just pretty quickly were able to meet over at Aurora, and she may she was nervous. I'll admit she was nervous, but we were too. But I think she beat us on that one. More <laughs> nervous, and so we all came together, and it was just an amazing, wonderful, heartwarming time. And Yolanda, I see that picture of Melissa on your wall over there. Oh yeah, I got two pictures of Melissa right here on my wall. Yeah, oh right gosh, next. you know that. Is- that's so important to us, and we're and we're so very glad. You know, we have your pictures of your family over here too, so it, it's <laughs> it's all really good that way. And and we've been together ever since in different times, um, like going to the Rose Bowl parade. And Yolanda was playing like she was um, shy and nervous, <laughs> but she did great, and everything was fun and wonderful. And we got to celebrate yeah. that legacy all together. That's that's incredible. And that was how many years ago? Uh, that was about two or three years ago. I think it was uh, yes. 2015 or 16. Right. So so not not that far, not that far ago. Um, so, you know, this happened during Christmas. Clearly, 
this is not the Christmas that either of you anticipated. Um, Yolanda, certainly you had not expected to be seriously ill over a Christmas holiday and to require a transplant. And Paul, obviously, you certainly never expected to lose your daughter at Christmas time. How has that, or has that affected the way you observe the holidays? Well, um, it definitely uh, does leave a space and, and it's a place that we have fortunately been able to fill with Yolanda and her family. Mm-hmm. You know, we still, Melissa still gets a Christmas present. She still has ornament on the tree every year. You know, those things remain the same. But um, we could have been very sad each Christmas, very sorrowful. But it, it, it we try to make it a celebration. Mm. We get to still have Melissa with us. We get to have Yolanda and her family now with us. And, you know, you referred to it before, Audrey. Uh, it is a Christmas miracle. Mm-hmm. Not perhaps the miracle that we all grew up with, but it is a new type of miracle in that Yolanda was able to still be with her kids now six years later. And your Christopher is in the 11th grade, you know. <laughs> ready. And uh, it's just all so amazing and wonderful. And, and we are so, as Yolanda says, we're all just blessed. I mean, we have Yolanda, she has her family, and she has us, and it's all very, very good. And Yolanda, for you, are there any new traditions that you have um, now that you have um, this new experience, a whole new experience to, um, to observe during the Christmas holidays? Is there anything that you're doing that you hadn't done before? Well, I'm just holding on to my family, you know, a little closer. Mm-hmm. And I just thank God that, you know, that I'm able to um, continue to be here, you know, to see my kids grow. And I don't, you know, take that for granted because, you know, because I could have been gone because I was really sick. And I just, um, I'm just, I'm just blessed. Just really blessed. And oh. I'll say that Yolanda has the biggest spreads of food over there. <laughs> They always have all this home food laid out, ready to go, and it's just always great. And she even adds those uh, deviled eggs that were Melissa's favorites. Oh. And see those present usually at, at her big occasion. Oh, that's really nice. That's really nice. So um, I, I hope that that our current conditions, the pandemic and all, won't prevent you guys from um, having some sort of interaction over the holidays, even if it's virtual, um, because I know that you have created this tradition that you've been observing for the past few years of, of making certain that you're in each other's lives during, during the Christmas holidays. So we certainly hope that you both and your family have an extremely happy, healthy, and safe Christmas. I'd just like to ask, before you guys go, though, I'd just like to ask you one thing if you would share with our audience. Um, clearly, you're both very committed to donation, but what would you tell people if they ask you why it's so important to register to become a donor? Well, you know, just recently, I always talk about donation and I wear my mask that is for Save 8 um, Aurora. Mm-hmm. That, and that encourages, uh, that's a story starter right there to wear that mask. 
and um, it encourages conversation. But just very recently, I have been able to live. One of my very favorite sayings is that vulnerability creates community. Mm-hmm. And we are vulnerable and mm-hmm. we have a story and we do have a sadness that has thankfully been replaced by happiness. But just recently it was National Donor Sabbath. And um, Yolanda, I don't know if you saw it, but I did post Melissa's picture on Facebook. And, um, you know, that's something seems so simple and, and even trivial, but the comments and the posts, uh, the likes, you know, it was over 150. And at our vulnerable time there on the donor Sabbath, just remembering all donors, not just Melissa, but all donors, that community that comes forward to support is so gratifying, so important. And it just is very heartwarming. And that's what this season is all about. You know, I call it the season of thanks and giving. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Christmas. So I'm just <laughs> thankful. <laughs> and I guess every season should be the, se- the season for thanks and giving. I think that's a great way to describe it. Um, so anything else that you guys would like to say? I, I, you know, I was thinking that you guys have experienced something that would be very helpful to just our audience in general in just being able to learn to to still feel some sort of connection and joy during a very difficult time. And you guys are managing to do that. You managed to do it um, several years ago, and it seems that you're still, still doing that now. So do you have advice for um, other people who may be experiencing um, some sort of a loss or or just going through some difficult times right now, what would you say to them to to help them to maybe make it through these times a little bit easier? Oh, I just say just take it one day at a time and just love on your family. That's exactly right. Love on your family. Um, you know, that that's exactly right. That's it. To love, hug the folks that you have that are still here. But, you know, we can turn it into a sad time time that we don't even want to acknowledge, but we're really more into celebrating. And that sounds kind of different, doesn't it? But we're really into celebrating the new life that Yolanda gets to share and mm-hmm. the happiness. And um, we're, we're good. We are at a good place and it will happen. And Yolanda's at a good place. Got that tree going up back. <laughs> and and yeah, we're working on it. <laughs> working on it. We're all good. (laughs) Well, great. Paul and Yolanda, thank you very much. And again, I hope you have a very Merry Christmas. And to all of you, our listeners, thank you so much for your support of our podcast. And all of us at Radiate wish you and everyone safe and happy holidays. And if you have any questions for us, please call 501-907-9150. And if you're ready to make a life-restoring decision and register to become an organ, tissue, and eye donor this holiday, go to DonateLifeArkansas.org. Radiate is a production of Aurora and is hosted by Audrey Coleman, Aurora's Director of Communications. Copyright 2020.